Hello, everyone, and welcome to At WCSU, the podcast that tells you everything you need to know about how Western Connecticut State University is responding to COVID-19. I'm Paul Steinmetz, here with engineer Pete Puccio. Hello. And today we're... <laughs> and today we're going to answer all your questions about the residence halls. We will talk with Mary Beth Griffin about things like what living in the dorms will be like and all the issues that go along with that during COVID-19. Does that sound about right, Pete? Yeah, I think so. Um, she certainly answered all my questions. So, Yeah, she answered questions I didn't know there were. Yeah, and... I like that, that that their mentality is kind of what everybody's is, which is we don't totally know. This is our plan. We're going to do our best, but be prepared for changes and, uh, you know, we'll see how this all works. That is the underlying theme, I think, on every college campus and a lot of other places trying to deal with how do we open up safely. So we'll be talking about that a lot during the summer in podcast and at WCSU podcasts. We normally don't broadcast during the summer months, but Pete and I are doing our duty this year to answer all your questions. Yeah. And speaking of which, uh, we're going to be talking to everybody, all the, all the people you can think of the, the police department and athletics and uh, academics and everything. So if you have any questions about specific questions about how things are going to go, um, you know, Feel free to email us at podcasts at wcsu.edu, and we'll uh, we'll try to get those answered on the, you know, show for which they are uh, appropriate. Yes, please do that. We are very responsive to our listeners. Okay, so we should go in and uh, start talking to Mary Beth, right, Pete? Sure. Okay, let's bring in Mary Beth Griffin, the director of residential programs and staff. And she's also host of the popular podcast called Gab and Grow. And she's going to tell us what's going to happen with students living on campus. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> During this whole COVID-19 thing. Yeah. So uh, we're trying to plan out things right now. So what would you like to know? <laughs> like, well, if you come and live on campus. Yes. What will it be like for... <laughs> students uh different i think is the the easiest way to say it so mm -hmm. a couple a couple things are gonna be different right from the start one is that um you know we're we're trying to space move in things out differently usually we have a couple days right before the start of school and everyone comes up and moves in all their their things and and gets started with life on campus this year, we're going to have people moving in over a two-week period at the start of August. Now, that you're not going to be staying on campus when you move your things in. It's bringing your things, getting them in, and, you know, sort of set up, and then getting out, and, and we're spacing people out. Kind of like we did the move out, where you had an assigned time to come in and do that, and then you're, uh, you're able to do the reverse this time, bring your stuff back and leave it there. And then move in, the actual move in will be on the 24th and 25th of August, right before school starts on the 26th. So new students would be moving in on the 24th 
for their actual move in and returning students would move in on 25th for their actual move in. But they're coming in with just probably, you know, a couple bags of clothes at that point because the rest of their stuff will have come in earlier. Yeah, Did that make so sense? <laughs> it does make sense. So it minimizes yeah. human contact right at the beginning. Right, right. And then they'll be living here in the residence halls. And what kind of things have you set up to help students stay healthy and safe then? Well, yeah, um, there's, there's a lot going on. Um, the first thing is that everyone, before you move in on the 24th and 25th, there's uh, going to be testing that you'll have to have had done to show that you're COVID negative and information from that health service is working right now with the state health departments and things, getting that all set up. So as soon as that is finalized, then we'll be getting information out to, to students to do that. There's also going to be random testing throughout the course of the semester. So every week there's a group of people who will be selected to be tested through a some kind of random generation, including you, our staff. So, yeah. um, Are you going to be doing the swabbing yourself or is somebody else doing that? No, that is someone else. And I think that's, that's one of the things that's being discussed now is how that's going to happen and where it's going to happen. Because, you know, we certainly don't have the expertise and wouldn't want to put our staff at risk trying to collect things that they, you know, don't know how to do. Um, mm -hmm. And health service has two people. So, you know, how, how that's all going to be worked out, I think, is part of the, the big discussion right now. But we're trying to just kind of keep on track with, you know, making sure people are out in the world. And, you know, your chances when you're out in the world are a little higher of, of catching this bug, as we've all seen. So, you know, we want to not be terribly invasive to people's, you know, living but we also want everyone to be safe. So that seems to be the case in terms of testing. Um, if someone were to test positive or they started to exhibit um, symptoms or things, we do have a quarantine area on campus that's been set aside, and that is Fairfield Hall. Mm -hmm. um, Fairfield was scheduled to undergo some renovations for next year, so we didn't. it wasn't full. Um, when people got their room assignments. And so those renovations have been put off for a while and we have that facility open so that should someone get sick and not be able to you know, go home for some reason, they would relocate their quarantine for their 14 days and then be able to return back. Um, so that's another thing health-wise. Um, we aren't, some schools are doing the reduced occupancy. We aren't doing that because we had so many students interested in being on campus mm -hmm. that, you know, before um, before we started doing assignments, we, we had enough students to really fill a lot of our spaces. It's, it's down a little, I will say, but... Um, but not so much that we could reduce occupancy to one person in a room without telling, you know, four or 500 students that they had no place to live. So we weren't willing to do that. And the students didn't seem to want that. Um, so many of our rooms are going to be, you know, regular occupancy. So we have to, we have to look at social distancing and, 
and responsibilities in a whole different way. And I think that's some of the the ways that that we're really looking to students to contribute. Um, you know, in a room in Litchfield, keeping six feet apart is very difficult when your room is, you know, 10 feet, um, right. you know. So what, what the state guidelines have been that within rooms or apartments on campus, that that group living in there, they kind of consider a family unit. So mm -hmm. when you're inside your room, you're, you know, you don't have to have your mask on. You don't have to, you're, you're acting like you're at home because it is your home. Um, but if you're out in the hallways, if you're in the stairwells and elevators and the lounges and the public bathrooms and things, you have to be wearing a mask at all times. There's going to be like there is everywhere on campus. There'll be hand sanitizing stations and things. Um, but inside your rooms and apartments, you're going to have to, you as a student are going to have to kind of pick up the slack on some things. Um, you know, our our custodial maintenance staff has never been um, responsible for cleaning inside the students' rooms. But now with this kind of virus around, it it's really important for students to take on that responsibility with a little more seriousness. So we want people to, you know, be able to be wiping down their doorknobs and surfaces, you know, if they have counter space or those kinds of things to keep it clean and sanitized. The the bathroom areas are, you know, a key place where you're going to have to, you know, take your your wipe, your Clorox wipe and wipe down the toilet seat after you've used it. You know, just trying to keep the people that you're living with safe as well as yourself. Um, so those are those are some of the things. Um, you know, if you're in an apartment that has a kitchen, you don't want three or four of you in the kitchen at one time. You want to try to keep yourself to one person at a time. Um, so yeah. those are some of the things. And then some of the other changes are just going to be in in how programming is done. So you know, we're used to holding programs in lounges and having. 30 people in there, you know, making cookies and craft projects together. And some of those things are either not going to happen or they're going to happen at a reduced occupancy or they're going to happen, you know, while we have good weather um, outside where we can provide that appropriate distance kind of thing. But we're also working with the staff to, you know, learn how to do good virtual programming. And we had some nice practice for that at the beginning of the, or at the end of the fall, spring semester, um, because our staff, uh, our ARMS and RAs did virtual programming as we wound down the semester when we moved to online. So it's, you know, improving our practice with those and doing it. Um, floor meetings, meetings with your RDs, if you have to have them, we're trying to do those online as much as possible to just kind of reduce the the times that people have to be in close presence together but you know if we do have to have meetings face to face you know we're going to do that and try to abide by those social distance things as well so you know putting up some some plexiglass maybe or you know some of those kinds of things that that we've done yeah um, so you'll still have staff in the uh residence halls ras and 
RDs to yep. uh, as resources and as um, people that you, um, students can go to when there's an issue, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, they're they're all. I've been talking with a lot of the new um, RA arm staff over the summer, and with the RDs who are you know coming back, and some of them have shuffled around a bit over the year too. So everyone's anxious to get back to the you know as close to normal as we can be with people living in the halls. They they miss you. you right. Know? Right. So. And actually, it sounds like the residence halls are going to be the place where maybe it's going to be most normal, most uh, the most normal college experience compared to the rest of campus, where I think programming is going to be reduced and well, there's going to be a lot of online courses yeah. and things. And, yeah. Um, and that's, that's what we're really hoping is, you know, we know it can't be a normal experience, but we're going to try to be as close to normal and as safe as possible, you mm -hmm. know, those are our, our big goals. So. so some universities are going all online and um, et cetera. Have you getting, been getting calls from students who have signed up for rooms asking about what's going on with that? We have, we have. And, you know, as, as some of the classes have changed and, you know, move to online that they thought maybe we're going to be on the ground. We've had some people who are, you know, reconsidering whether being on campus makes sense for them. So, you know, we're trying to work with them. Um, you know, we're bound by some board policies and things, but there is some flexibility in terms of release from contracts if, if people find that all their classes have moved online. Mm. Um, it's just, it's a process to do it. It's not just, you know, me sitting there saying, yeah, you can go ahead and, and not come. So there's a, there's a cancellation request they have to make and, and it gets reviewed by a committee and things. But I think the whole university the is really trying to be understanding of the fact that these are wild times that we're living in and, and we don't want to we don't want to put our students at a disadvantage either. So, right, students who find all their classes have moved online can also look at switching some classes too. I think right. and trying to right. get some on-ground courses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at least some that yeah. are partly on-ground. Yeah, but we've heard from a lot of our students that that they're they're really trying to find normal mm -hmm. in in this all too, and so being on campus and, you know, living on their own is really important for some of them. And so we want to try to provide that as much as we can and make it a good experience for them. So it's still better than living one more day with mom and dad, right? <laughs> I would say for a lot of people, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the case. Maybe not everyone, but for a lot of a lot of folks. Yeah. Parents are so annoying. Well, you know, there comes a stage in life where that's the, the way it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be that that separation. And when something like this comes along and doesn't allow that to happen as easily, it's it's frustrating. You know, I, I know it was a long time ago for me, but I remember, you know, going to college and I couldn't wait to get out the door, you know. Yeah. So I and I. I have a really good relationship with my family. So, you know, we're, we're doing 
WebEx brunches every Sunday morning. <laughs> you know, wow. we, so we uh, it wasn't it wasn't that I didn't want to be home. It was that I wanted I wanted to make a life. And so, you know, part of that was being on my own. Right. No, that's so. a much nicer way to say it than yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk to uh, incoming students about that they should think about before they show up on campus? You know, I think um, a couple things that that just come to mind is is to just think for yourself about how you want to live. Everyone who has been assigned should have received information about their roommates at this point in time. So, you know, a lot of people have already made that outreach to their roommate, but take some time to talk with them about what living together looks like in this kind of situation, you know, and how you're going to do that. Because if you can work some of that out, talking to each other before you get here, it's going to make your life so much easier once you do. Um, I know there are other, a couple other new things that, that people should keep in mind. I talked with um, Deanna Schaub from our West Connect office yesterday, and your your um, student ID, particularly for new students, they're trying to do as much online now as possible. And so everyone has been invited to send in your your photo and identification stuff so that they can issue you an ID without you having to come in, stand in line, go into the office and get it done. Um, so there's going to be more information about that coming out. Um, there's information about it already if you look on the West Connect site, but um, there's also going to be more stuff. I know admissions and, and we are hitting it up on some of our social media things. So if you have questions or concerns, give West Connect a call or look for some of that, that information. Um, we're still working on some things for dining services and how that's going to work. Um, you know, they're they're looking at uh, all kinds of things like the numbers of online classes versus those on site and, you know, what we're looking at in terms of occupancy. So there may be there may be some things they may remove some tables and chairs or they may be having you make, you know, an appointment every day to, you know, I'm going to have lunch at six o'clock versus I'm going to have or dinner at six o'clock. I guess lunch at six would be kind of crazy, but um <laughs> You know, just to to help social distancing there in the cafeteria and things too. So as it's it's a work in progress. I know everyone would like us to have all the answers to these things right now, uh, and we're working to get them as soon as we can. But it's a moving target, and uh, so it just I I always ask our students and their families to remember to try to be patient with each other and with us um, every year at the beginning of the year, because it's a high stress time mm. in the best of times. And, and this is, this is, you know, an unusual time to be certain. So, you know, keep in mind patience and kindness go a long way. And when we, when we do get things developed and we know what's going to happen, we're doing our best to get that information out to everyone as soon as we can. So, you know, 
uh, best ways are to look at our websites, to look at social media, to to give the office a call if you don't, uh, if you have some questions about things, you know, just keep in touch with us. We'll try to keep in touch with you. And um, we're really anxiously awaiting August. So. <laughs> That's, <clears throat> that is all excellent advice. But I have to say patience and kindness is a lot to ask. I, I know it is. I, I know it is. And, you know, it's, it's particularly hard in a time like this because there are so many things that can frustrate us. Um, it's just better for you. You know, it's uh, it's certainly better for the people on the receiving end, but it's also better for you. It's better for your health. It's better for your your well-being, you know. So if you find yourself getting frustrated, one of the things I do, and I don't even have a long commute. I have a five-minute commute to work. Mm. But sometimes people are just crazy. Um, and so you find yourself just, you know, you can feel that tension ratcheting up and and, you know, you feel yourself getting into that road rage, road rage situation. I am a firm believer and have watched it work in myself for years of just stepping back for a second and taking three deep breaths. And, you know, the amazing thing is it gives you a minute to think about what you're going to say or do. Um, and it also just fills you up with, with good air and good energy. Um you know, so yeah, patience and kindness is hard, but um, it makes it so much better for everyone, and it it doesn't allow you to sink into that void of of being miserable because nobody wants to walk around all day being miserable. Mm, that's you know, excellent, excellent advice. We'll put that on our website. <laughs> I think that works well. So. Yeah, good. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Beth. I know you came in on your day off, so we appreciate that <laughs> to talk to us. And um, all excellent advice. And you got your um, radio voice going. You, you're, that's your podcast experience, I guess. <laughs> you sounded great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that started up again, too. So, you know, Pete, I've got some new ideas. <laughs> Good. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mary Beth. We'll talk to you soon. All right. You're very welcome. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. We are sharing airtime with another Westcon-based podcast by Jackie Guzda is the host. What does she call her podcast, Pete? Uh, Behind the curtain. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. And what does she talk about in her latest episode? Yeah, so the latest episode uh, came out a few weeks ago. Uh, she's working on a new one now, but this one was called The War for the West, and it's all about uh, the wild horses and the preserved land out west that's supposed to be for wild indigenous animals, uh, which I learned horses are not. Um, <laughs> but it's being used by industrial ranchers and uh drilling and things like that because of some uh what's you know it sounds like some pretty heavy corruption uh and some real serious issues so it's a it's a really neat episode it's a very informative episode but it's kind of a dark and scary episode too so <laughs> hmm. because horses get hurt in this uh, uh out there. There, there's a little bit of that but it's it's more just about the 
you know, the destruction of natural resources uh, and the mm. the turning of a blind eye to to you know, you know, we're supposed to be protecting and we're taking advantage of it. So, so this is like a Westcon against the man, yeah, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, well, <it's> sure. <laughs> like all our podcasts, are. exactly. <laughs> Good. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Otherwise, don't come on campus. Do everything online or by phone or email. If you do come on campus, remember to wear your mask and uh, call beforehand so that they can open the doors of the offices and let you in. Most people are, a lot of people here are still working remotely too. So just as Pete and I are. So uh, if you come on to campus and expect to find somebody, you might be disappointed yeah and even the few places that are working in their buildings the buildings are all still locked down i believe right that's that is correct yeah so you can walk your dog in the quad but <laughs> still you should wear your mask all righty it's weird it is weird that's what it is in summer 2020 yeah any uh any news any updates from any of the stuff, any of the mascot? Is there any news on anything like that? Uh, a committee to determine the procedure for choosing the mascot is in the process of being put together. I think the final members will be students who uh, need to apply. Uh, the Student Government Association president, Anna Adabamba, is has put out an email to the student body looking for four volunteers who will attend the committee meetings. Uh, but that committee is not, is not going to meet until the semester starts. Okay. So uh, we thought at first that maybe everything was going to be, you know, settled in a couple of weeks, we'd have a new mascot, but we realized or everybody realized that, uh, that was too fast and you need to have to have student voices fully involved. You needed to wait until the semester started. So um, we'll have a lot of news about that. I'm sure during the next semester and we'll all be waiting for uh, with interest to see what our next mascot is going to be. It'll be fun. Yeah. And if a couple of b buildings burn down as a result in between, we'll uh, let you know about that. Too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do not burn down any buildings. <laughs> That's right. true, but there will be updates. <clears throat> okay. Thank you, Pete. Sure. So for Pete Puccio and Paul Steinmetz, we'll talk to you next week with at WCSU. At WCSU is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Folby. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media and on the university's Facebook and Twitter pages. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at WCSU.edu. Thanks for listening.